Welcome to Power Suits and Pillow Talk, where professional success meets personal liberation. I'm Jen Koken, and alongside me is the extraordinary Lori Handlers. In each episode, we journey into the duality of modern women who want to conquer corporate barriers by day and dispel bedroom myths by night. We celebrate these powerhouse women, the ones who are redefining success professionally and personally. Join us for an exciting exploration into empowerment, breaking boundaries, and unabashedly embracing all facets of womanhood. Hey, Lori. Hey, Jen. You ready for another episode of our amazing Power Suits and Pillow Talk podcast? Because I am. I am. And I really like today's theme, which we're talking about power versus obligation or authenticity versus obligation. Like, what's a woman to do when we feel like obligated to do things, especially around holidays? And especially around lots of things that we that have been mandated for us, and maybe we don't feel like it, or maybe that's not what our heart is resonating with. Yeah, or we don't want to disappoint someone, so we say yes to a partner or a friend or whomever. So it could be around holidays, right? It could be around requests from a partner, and we feel obligated to please them. Now you could, and we can get into this, you could go, yeah, I'm going to take on pleasing that person. I'm going to say yes, because I want to please that person. That's a whole, that's a whole thing too. But also how we get pulled into and feel obligated to act, dress and speak a certain way at work. Because we've seen other women act, speak and dress that way, or we haven't, or that's the culture we get pulled into. So let's start with the holidays because- this isn't going to be airing for a bit, but we're both refreshed after the new year. And we were having a little discussion about all the holidays, all the things and all the expectations. So many expectations to set a new goal. Let's, we'll talk, we'll take the new year first, set a new goal, put the year to rest and then set a new goal and recreate yourself. And New year, new you. And a lot of people this year I found said, no, I don't want to do that. I really like myself, who I am. Yeah. And I like who I've become. And yeah. I'm not putting me to rest right now. <laughs> I don't need a new year and a new you. I might want, and, and I was thinking about this too, because I did a big brunch on New Year's Day. And one of the things I made, I made it up. I got, uh, it was, you know, wild rice. And then I mixed in Trader Joe's has this thing called holiday hash, which is minced sweet potato, onions, celery, anything you would put in a stuffing, right? For a turkey for Mm -hmm. Christmas or Thanksgiving. But I mixed in with the rice and added cranberries because I said, while we quote unquote have new resolutions or new promises we're making in 2024, for me, there are certain things like new friends that I've made that I want to bring with me. I don't want a new year, new you. I want to bring these people that I've become friends with and have appreciated so much. And that was the, the stuffing left over from the holidays that I was bringing into the new year at the same time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, you've been bringing me into the new year for 25 years. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I you're welcome. I appreciate the carryover. <laughs> I appreciate you're carrying me over too. <laughs> so, yeah, there's all these things. Like I was 
mentioning to you, people also feel really weird about Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know, Valentine's Day comes around and if people are single, they feel like, oh, boo, I don't have a Valentine. Or they get really adamant and they go, I don't need a Valentine. I'm my own Valentine. I once bought myself, I mean, I bought myself some wonderful things on Valentine's Day in my single years, which I still have. I have a fluffy red robe that I bought for myself as a Valentine one year. And I have, I had a beautiful doll named Rainbow Bright. I think it was a <laughs> Mattel doll. I bought that once for myself. <laughs> you did? How old were you? 35. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a six. Oh, who cares? Right? That's the whole <laughs> obligation, power versus, you know what I mean? Like do, do what's authentic to you. If you want to, if you want to sport a rainbow bright doll as a 35 year old woman, do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And I, you know, and the other thing I was talking about, not just for women, but also, but women should hear this. Like when I was first going out with Michael and it was coming to be Valentine's day, cause we met in January. And so the first holiday that was coming up was Valentine's day. And he said, I don't, I, he said, I don't want to, he was like bitching about all the holidays. And I, I said, oh, well, I want to celebrate Valentine's day. And he said, oh, I don't know. I said, why? He goes, don't make me be that guy. I don't want to have the, I don't want to have that compulsory bouquet of roses and that compulsory thing of chocolates under my arm and walk out of the store with a frown on my face like every other guy walking out of the store. And I said, okay, what do you want? And he said, I want 100 candles. I want to make love and I want 100 candles. And I went, I, we can do that. I have 100 candles laying around. You know, like I, just, I put two, 100 candles in a room and he walked and he was just like, oh, you did it. What I love about that though, is you could have said to him, I don't want to do a hundred candles. I want, you could have negotiated, you know what I mean? Which is something yeah. I think we forget in relationships. We feel obligated to please a partner, do what they want or uh, kowtow to the, what society's norms are telling us. Yeah. You know, I just felt great about it. I said a hundred candles. That's doable. I like that. Let's do it. Let's you know, do that, it. Was, that was, and you know, it was a wonderful night. It's, it's a night that he and I will never, forget so he but he i love that he had the courage to speak his truth and say you know don't make me do the thing and so every year do we you know do we, can we do that at christmas can we do that at new year's can we do that on fourth of july what if i don't want fireworks you know can we assert our powerful choice to say to our friends and relatives and lovers hey, this particular thing that everyone seems to be doing, either because they want to or because they're obligated or whatever, what if I don't want to do that? What if I want to do something else? So, you know, I, I went on a, I went to a dame's uh, Christmas dinner and we did a white elephant book exchange. Now I've never been to, I, I'm just going to say for anyone who's, listening to us and they've never been to a white elephant exchange before, I was pleasantly 
and shockingly surprised at what that meant. Everything was wrapped. Did you, I never did that. You've yeah. done that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just did it for my for my meetup. Everything's wrapped. Yep, go ahead. Let's see if we did it the so, same way. And then way. The, the person who wants someone else unwraps something and they have it. And the, anyone who has already unwrapped theirs can trade. Oh, when you're unwrapping, when you're the one going, you don't have to unwrap. You can just go, I want what somebody else has. And you give them the thing that's unwrapped and you can trade. And and too bad for the person who, you know, the person can't get attached. So it's a lesson in non-attachment. The person can't get attached to the thing that they open. So I have a funny story about this. I, I they said, just wrap one book, but I have two bestseller books. So I wrapped both books. And I put them into the white elephant exchange. And so it went all the way around the table. And finally, the person next to the last got my two books. And she opened them. And the and person number one somehow said, oh, I, I want those two books. I want Laurie's books. And she took them. And then... The, <laughs> But I had another package because I was giving the chapter president, Carrie Ann Munster, I was giving her my books as a gift. So I, she said, oh, well, I ordered the books on Amazon so I can give them to the person that she took them from because it was her birthday. And I went, I know, but Carrie Ann, I signed them to you. <laughs> she said, just cross my name out <laughs> and write the other person's name in them. Anyway, I've never been to a white elephant exchange before. It was a little intimidating. I mean, anyone could just take the book that you got. Well, usually you can't, you, you, you can exchange like once, once something's stolen twice, you can't steal it anymore. Like the second time, that's the way we always, we did it was the second oh. time it was stolen. It stays with that person. So I wound up with some, as a Jew, I wound up this other woman who's Jewish brought this gift. It was like a frosty, the snowman you know, Christmas candle and some Christmas stuff. And I was like, would anybody like this? Cause I'm never going to put it up. And somebody said, well, it's holiday related. It's not, you know, around Christmas. And I said, I get it. I just don't put these things up in my house. So a guy brought it to his mom because oh, I, mean, nice. like, I understand it's not, but I just, I'm not a person who decorates this way, you know, when I want yeah, someone to exactly. enjoy it. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, we digress as we always do. And I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> I was thinking as we were talking about being feeling coerced into doing something we don't want to do or because it's the season or the holiday or, you know, it also happens at work where we feel like, you know, can we bring up, we want to change the way something's been done forever because we think there's a better way. Over and I and think over, we, yeah. Yeah, and I think we get intimidated by that too. Some women will get intimidated even though they're in positions of power. So how do we approach these what can be sticky situations with a partner when you don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day or with a boss? How do we go from feeling coerced or forced into our own sovereignty and our own power? Do you have thoughts about that? Yeah, I think... Um... One way is, first of all, to voice, you know, I'd like to change things. We've, it seems like we've always done it this way. What if we tried something new? Another way is to, is to corral people's creativity by making it a contest. 
if you're at the workplace, I've made lots of contests in the workplace. Um, like, let's have a contest about how people want to do this. And then everyone's creativity gets involved. And you can you can vote, you know, it, it can be fun. Um, I'm in the process of doing that right now in one of my workplaces. <laughs> Are you gonna say more about that or you're just gonna <laughs> Yeah, um we're putting I'm I'm uh, eliciting feedback. I'm doing a a three hundred and sixty degree survey about certain people in power, including myself. Mm. With anonymous feedback. I'm very excited about it. And then I'm tagging into it uh, a vote about something that's never, ever been put to a vote before. Oh. So, wow. yeah. So that's exciting for me. I like changing systems. Yeah, Isn't I do it? too. Yeah. That's like, yay. But I also think that there's the, so I, I'm hearing what you're saying is like, this is what we would do, right? Have a contest. But then I was thinking yeah. about well, who would I be being that I would feel free enough to offer a different way to do things or free enough to challenge something or free enough. Michael felt free enough to say to you, I don't want to be that guy, you know? And I think it's letting go that it's not personal. Like it wasn't personal to you that he didn't want to buy flowers or candy wasn't personal. I didn't hear you taking it personally. And if I'm approaching my boss about shifting something, hopefully they're not taking it personally that I want to shift or change something. Right. And they're allowing me to own it. I mean, those are some of the best leaders. I'm coaching a group in Massachusetts and their leader is extraordinary. He's like, whatever they need, whatever they want, you want to do something differently. Like this place has a state government. So they have meetings upon meetings upon meetings upon meetings. And I was like, what's the agenda? We don't have one. You don't have an agenda for any of the meetings. No, start requiring it. What? Yeah, start requiring an agenda before you actually do the meeting. Because how often we we should meet about that? Really? Do we need to? Mm. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. So yeah. Well, it requires courage. Everything yes. we talk about requires courage. Truth. Uh, yeah, it requires courage to to challenge something. It requires cu courage to say I don't wanna. It requires courage, and nobody has to take any of it personally. And that's the problem. Like sometimes they do. Some bosses do. Some partners do. Um, some people do based on belief. Yeah. Um, why doesn't have to? Doesn't have to. If you always have a house party, but to Consider going out. If you're the one who always cooks, consider having a potluck. If you're the person who always uh, insists on this, that, or the other, consider something else. Consider There's people who, you know, sometimes what I used to do was to avoid all the end of year holidays, I used to always go away. <laughs> <laughs> flight, flight, or freeze. I think that's called flight. <laughs> I would just try to be out of the country. I didn't mind celebrating somebody else's holiday in a different custom way, but I really minded. I was talking about this the other day to somebody like one year I was in India and Christmas Day, I took a rickshaw down to the, to the, I guess what you would call the 
I don't know, the, to the Ganges anyway. And I remember the rickshaw driver turning around and looking at me and going, it's the big day. And I said, the big day, what does that mean? He said, it's Christmas. And I went, oh, oh, I'm just like, it's the big day. What is that? Anyway, it was very different. <laughs> it was a very different celebration in a Hindu country. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, just do something different. Like, have, but it does take courage. Yeah. Say to the whole family or everybody who's gearing up for something, you know, I'm not going to be here. Going to be a, I'm going to be a thousand miles away or more. Yep. So stay, be, be courageous. I think be, be, be curious. Also, like, okay, well, you don't want to do that. What would you like to do? And then Michael said, a thousand candles or a hundred, a thousand candles, a hundred candles. You know. Um, yeah. I think it's also letting go of what we think we should be doing, all the shoulds, what we should be doing, or how somebody should be acting, or how we should be acting. I was thinking about going back to my brunch, uh, my my, the potluck. Well, it wasn't a potluck. I cooked most of it and people brought like Prosecco or juice. They asked me what they could bring. So mm -hmm. interesting. At the end, I mean, people had were leaving. There was a couple people left. And this woman looked at me. She goes, look, I was raised in the South. And in the South, we help you put your house back together the way it was before the party started. I was like, what? Before I knew it, dishwasher was going. All the hand-washed dishes were done. The leaves on the table were put away. The furniture was put back. The fireplace was closed. The flue was closed. I mean, like, what in the holy hell? You know, it just kind of happened around me. And I think previously I would have said, it's okay. I have it. I got it. She was very insistent. She's like, no, no, no. This is what we're going to do. So maybe part of it all is also being open to allow somebody else to give to us. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I think you should keep that person as a friend. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> She's a kidney donor. She's a kidney donor to my other friends. So she knows she gives a lot. Wow. I like friends like that. My, everyone cleaned up my house too. Did they? On New Year's Eve. Yeah. I like that. I'm always open to that. People could put around everything, clean everything. They, if they want to, they can, they can mop the floor. I don't care. <laughs> it was great. So it was real. It was clean by the time I woke up in the morning. Mm. I think it's really important. I, I don't, I like, we can let, the way things have always been done, tradition, customs, have power over us, or we can initiate our own sovereignty, we can initiate our own creativity, we can decide we want to change something so as to make it more palatable, to make it more enjoyable, to make it more us than right. the way it's always done. And yeah. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I do too. And there was something else we wanted to talk about too around following your heart and honoring your word because we could make a request and follow our heart and be courageous. And, you know, let's say, I don't know, let's say you initially said yes to Michael, of course I can do a hundred candles and that kind of thing. And you're like, ugh, I don't feel like it. So how do you know, how do, how do you weigh those things where you're trying to follow your heart by saying yes to this request from somebody or you're staying curious and you're going to propose something new, but when it comes time for the, the, the rubber to meet the road, what would you say? The event. 
the event, the rubber to meet the road, the presentation you're going to give that you put yourself in the run up to give and you don't want to, how do you know whether to honor your heart or honor your word? It's a tough one for me. One of my highest value, I have two really high values. One is time and the other one is word. They're like my big, big values. So for me, I'm going to say for the most part, if I gave my word to something, that's where my heart was. Yep. You know, but when I gave my word, it's rare that I would ever break it. Um, if I do break it, I break it with uh, what I call fair warning. So if I told you I was going to do something, if I had to break my word about it, or I really felt to break my word about it, I'd let you know with enough time to uh, make other plans, yep. replace me, uh, replace the thing. You know, yep. let's say it was a trip to Paris, let's say. And I, I said, you know, okay, I don't want to go. I'm going to let you know in enough time to schedule somebody else. Right, right. And do it, whatever. If it's the last minute, unless I'm sick, I'm doing it. And yep. I'm trusting that I, I'm going to build joy into the fact that I gave my word and I'm going to keep it. Yep. That's, that's me. That's me that's, too. Yeah. A lot, so a lot of people aren't like that, but I, I feel that's probably why you and I are friends for so long because. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing about me that most people don't know. It's gotten better through the years, but I have social anxiety. Like it's much easier for me to just hang out by myself if I say, yes, I'm going to go to something, this is, this is a reflection that I had when we say new year, new you, it's not about new year, new you, but I was reflecting on, I have a friend who invites me to a lot of places and we try to walk every Friday in the summer. It's too cold now to do it. But I was realizing, huh, she's invited me and I've said no a number of times. And then I noticed she wasn't inviting me to things. I'm, I'm doing the reaching out now, which is also fine with me, but I, I was reflecting on, huh, what if I just rallied and went because I said I was going to go and take my, you know, have myself out more because there's a group of people I really enjoy. We like listening to live music. We like to do that kind of thing together because music like just fills our hearts. But I realize I've been separating myself only because it's quote unquote easy. Does that make sense? It's like my mm -hmm. fail safe of just hanging home, no harm, no foul. Um, especially when it got dark out at 6.30. I'm, what time is it? It's midnight? No, it's 6.30 p.m. Good, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> like, no, but I'm done. You know? But I think when it comes to something like that, I've also learned, I liked what you said, that when I say yes, I'm going to trust my heart that that makes sense. And as soon as I know I'm not going to do it or things change, like you and I had that too, I was going to come to Mexico with you in February and we talked in the beginning of November and both agreed wasn't a good fit right now for what was going on with me and a future. Sure. An attendee. Sure. But not what we had spoken about, but I was glad it was a hard conversation because I don't want to disappoint anybody. I also knew it was something I had to honor where I was at and trust myself and trust my instincts that I am with you, that you, when you say yes, you do it because there's lots of reasons why not you know the wind blows yeah. i don't know freaking you know it's dark out you don't want it okay well now what you already said you would do it 
Yeah, well, we, I mean, that's an old conversation we had at Landmark. It's like, are you going to honor your word or are you going to follow your feelings? And our feelings change every minute. Yep. And sometimes it's just where we're at, like where you're, like where you've been at, like you you need to take care of other things. Maybe when you look, sometimes, you know, I look at it like this. Sometimes we take an extra scoop of ice cream and it's not really what we wanted. We just wanted one scoop. And so then we're eating the ice cream and going like, I didn't want this much ice cream, you know? So sometimes I think we just have to say, you know, what? update, update. When I said yes to this, it sounded all well and good, but it's not working for where I am right now. And I don't, I want you to have time to get a replacement. I want you to have time to make right. another, another plan. So I, I can see it both. I just don't like to leave people in the lurch last minute. No, I don't either. I also think that brought up something for me as you were sharing that, which is if we take the time to be quiet and tune in to what our bodies need or desire. I mean, I think we, I think we've talked about this on some of the, some of the other podcasts. I can't remember, but you know, I mean, November was just a shit month for me Two cousins. Well, one cousin passing completely unexpectedly, my neighbor dying, uh, my, you know, godson's grandfather being diagnosed with stage four cancer. And then in December, another cousin overdosed. I mean, it was just a lot but when all those things happen together in november it maybe just sit back and go okay what do i need to feel more spacious to feel more calm to feel more grounded and it was i canceled the trip to mexico and i was planning to go to sri lanka for the month of march and i canceled that am i going to go this year i don't know you know i just right. want space because i also realized i was traveling so much last year i know you love to travel you know you love 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 to travel it was a lot for me and I think it was because it was spaced out. I thought that would be better. You know, a trip one week this month, one week the next month. I'd rather be gone for four weeks and then home for three months. You know, gone a month, home for three months. I feel like that's more what you do. You're like on the road for this extended period of time and then you're home. Then I'm home. Yeah, I try to not I try to not schedule little ones. Yeah, that's my problem. It's disruptive. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yep. It's good. This is really good. It's a good, this is a good subject to contemplate and to really, everyone needs, I think everyone needs to look inside, search their soul and say, you know, what is my word? And then what is important to my values and, and take a temperature check. Where am I now? Yep. Yep. And that, and then take that do. temperature check around all those holidays or whatever that you're feeling obligated to do or even the office parties or the ways of being and acting that you feel obligated to be and act i think about this group of young women engineers who would never dress up to go to work because the guys would hit on them or ask them on dates or ask them if they had a date like you know what just tell them the fuck right off and <laughs> dress up if you want to dress up at work you don't have to say that to the gentleman but you know I don't know. I, I'm really committed that people do what you said, which is search inside yourself. What do you truly want? And honor yourself and honor your word and honor what you want. Totally. All right. I feel good about this. I feel really good about this. I So now I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to make an invitation for people to try Go Love. And yeah. 
<laughs> you should feel like you have to honor this. <laughs> yes, yes. Go love CBD. Can't say enough good things about it. Uh, you know, I found a, I found a spare bottle under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was vacuuming before my New Year's party, and I was like. There's a bottle of Go Love underneath my bed. <laughs> so for those that may not know what we're talking about, we're talking about Go Love CBD Serum, which is a beautiful uh, lubricant serum that you can use as a lubricant to assist with uh, or avoid tearing as you get older. The walls of the, the vagina and the cervix get thinner and thinner and thinner. And so this helps lubricate so sex is more pleasurable and you don't have the pain that you had. So you, don't have, you don't have the pain. Oh, I was like, don't have paint. The paint. Yeah, you don't have the paint. Don't paint the penis. Don't paint. The... Anyway, we love to we love to talk about it. We have a code. You can use the code Pillow Talk to get a fifteen percent discount. It's worth trying. It's a really really good clue. And where do yeah. they get to put the website in the show notes? Yeah, go look okay. cbd.com. Go look cbd.com. Pillow Talk is the code for 15% off. Get yours today. You won't be sorry. You'd be very excited. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, and find us on our websites, jencoken.com, lauriehandlers.com, if you want to know more about us as individuals. We love doing this show, and we're sending our love to you. That's a wrap on another inspiring episode of Power Suits and Pillow Talk. We hope that our conversations continue to enlighten and encourage you on your journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Remember, there aren't any limits to what you can achieve, be it in your career or your personal life. I'm Jen Koken, and my amazing co-host is Lori Handlers, reminding you to keep smashing those ceilings and debunking those taboos. Until next time, keep dominating the boardroom and owning and taking up space in the bedroom. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.